0: Brian Sussman Show, Faith, Family, Freedom. Hey, thanks for joining me, everybody. My microphone clarity is a little dinky right now, not quite as uh, professional as usual. I'm on the road. I'm actually broadcasting to you from Texas today. We had bad news come out over the weekend. Uh, This is national news. It's not Texas news. It's, It's national news. And the fact of the matter is, a report came out regarding our men and women in blue, the people that keep us safe, law enforcement, law enforcement. We're talking about police, we're talking about sheriffs, we're talking about all sorts. But the bottom line is, according to the Fraternal Order of Police, 2021 was the most dangerous year ever for law enforcement. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because we've been talking about faith over fear in the new year. What we're seeing in this country makes your head spin. In the United States of America? Police are now a target? No, listen to these figures. 346 officers shot. Highest number ever. 63 of those officers were killed. Ambushes, ambushes on our police, up 115%, 115%. You know, every one of those officers shot, every officer who lost their lives, they're a father, they're a son, they're a mother, they're a daughter, they're a mom, a dad who swore an oath to protect their community, and now they're either shot or dead. This is, this is unthinkable. What we're seeing and dealing with every single day is being supported, is being supported. This terrible This terrible behavior whereby the cops are now the targets is being supported in too many cases by politicians, not just local politicians, but at the highest level in our Congress, media at large and and activists demonizing law enforcement. And we are suffering the consequences of that. These people sworn to protect us are being shot and in some cases, being killed. And what's the reaction from so many of these politicians and communities throughout the country? The reaction is, well, we need to defund the police. Defund the police? My gosh, I think it's someplace in the Bay Area. I think it was Oakland. They wanted to get rid of their police department altogether. Okay, so, so who are you gonna call? Who are you gonna call? What, what's amazing to me is just how quickly we've seen this change take place in America. I'm serious about this. I was talking to uh, my youngest son. Is, God bless him. He he loves the Lord. He lives a very upright life, but uh, he he doesn't have a life a lot of life experience, and he lives in this idyllic place called Switzerland, which isn't even the real world as far as I'm concerned. It's, and I was talking, I'm saying, no, Josh, you have to understand, things have gotten so much worse. People are drifting so far from Christ. He said, well, no, I don't, I don't really see that, Dad. I think, I think things are pretty good. And I said, well, okay, that's because you don't have the life experience I was. I said, let me, let me give you an example. Okay, I didn't say this to him, but let me give you, the audience, an example. My father-in-law is 97. Oh, by golly, has he seen the world change. Let me take a little sip of my hot beverage here. Hold on one second. Mm. Oh, so good. The coffee's so good today, there are grounds in it. Okay, There are grounds in the coffee. It's it's, it's cowboy coffee. And the guest I have for you just uh, mentioned that to me a a little bit ago because we do have a guest today. He's going to be a regular guest on the program. But my 97-year-old father-in-law and I, Uh, Five o'clock, I think it's five o'clock, just about every day, sometime early evening, late afternoon. We watch a program on Me TV. I love Me TV. It's just all these old shows from the 50s, 60s, and 70s that are so innocent. But one of the shows we watch is One Adam 12. One Adam 12 is a, is a, a show about two police officers cruising the dangerous streets of Los Angeles. Okay, this is in the 60s. Here's how things have changed. The dangerous streets of 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 Los Angeles. Nowadays, the dangerous streets of Los Angeles would be, gang warfare, drug warfare, warfare on the cops, break-ins to businesses, and you could steal up to nine hundred and some odd dollars, and you won't be prosecuted. Those are the streets of Los Angeles. Illegal aliens, human trafficking. Those are the streets of Los Angeles today. I know a little bit about the area that they were cruising in, in 1 Adam 12 because I lived in that area when I was a little kid. When they were, when they were filming 1 Adam 12, I was living there. So here are the calls in on 1 Adam 12. 1 Adam 12, we have a jaywalker on South Central. <laughs> Please go get the jaywalker right now. That's the kind of stuff that they're going after, jaywalking. The world has changed so much. It's becoming a dangerous place, even here in the United States of America. So, faith over fear. Listen, I'm not going to freak out about this because I know where my faith lies. And I know that there's hope. But what we're seeing is lawlessness. Lawlessness is to be contrary to the law, it's to act without regard to the law. Sin is lawlessness. Everyone who sins breaks the law. That's in 1 John 3, 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. So for those of you who are followers of Jesus Christ, you ask God to forgive you of your lawlessness of all sorts. We commit sin, that's lawlessness. The sinner's breaking God's law. Lawlessness lawlessness at its root it's a rejection of God it's a rejection of God Satan Satan models the ultimate rejection of God and one day as we if we just fast forward a little bit one day we will have an Antichrist called the lawless one who will rise to power and will be in accordance with how Satan works 2 Thessalonians 2 9. It's, it's all coming down the pike when I do not know. No one knows. And if anybody tells you they do know, don't listen to them. But the righteousness who have the nature of Jesus Christ hate the deeds of lawlessness. So I'm just telling you, if, you, if you've if you made that commitment to Jesus as Lord, you are righteous. Not because of anything you've done, but because of everything he did for you. You have a right to relationship with God if if you want to look at it that way. But when society ignores the law, lawlessness is the result and ultimately chaos ensues. God has a purpose for establishing government. Government establishes law enforcement. And his purpose, according to 1 Peter 2:14 is to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. So we're in a pickle. What is the solution here in this country? Okay, now what I'm going to do is uh, bring in our guest. This is a gentleman who's been a long time friend of mine. He's actually been on a couple of my Another Chance podcasts, which are currently not in production, but there are some good ones if you want to just check out Brian Sussman and Another Chance podcast. Um, he's been a guest on that podcast in the past. He's going to be a guest on this podcast going forward. His name is Jeff Lankscove, AKA the Swimming Monk. You can find him at swimmingmonk.com. Uh, we could go into why we call him the Swimming Monk <laughs> at another time, but okay, Jeff, you, you've been listening to me talk here. And I've been, I've been rattling on for the last 10 minutes about lawlessness and, and faith over fear in the new year. So, you know, there are a lot of people right now, and you know them, uh, who are very frightful of what's happening in this country and around the world. So when somebody comes to you and says, man, the world's just going to hell in a handbasket, and, and I'm a little bit fearful, what do you say? What do you say to that person who's really understandably, perhaps, wrapped up in fear.
1: Well, fear is, is perhaps by some uh, psychologists would say, theologians would say, fear is the first emotion and one of the primary emotions that mankind experienced in the fall of Adam. It says that when he sinned, he hid in the garden Because he was afraid Okay, there you go Um, What was he afraid of? The consequences of his disobedience Which was I don't know that he fully understood what death was But God said if you eat of the fruit Of the tree of knowledge and good and evil Which is disobedience You shall die So the consequence of disobedience Breaking God's law not to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil was the fear of a consequence, a
0: punishment for so disobedience. When we read the, the Bible, opening opening chapters, Genesis, the first human emotion that we do read about is fear. So I dare say there is a healthy aspect to fear, okay? which is there is
1: consequences for uh, behavior that does not... Uh, that trespasses or violates mm-hmm. uh, uh, the truth or a
0: law of God. Right. So when we see the lawlessness that's taking place today, I, I mentioned it's, it's the opposite of righteousness. And anyone can become righteous in the eyes of God simply by accepting Jesus as Lord and surrendering to his will. That's correct. Okay, so there, there is a cure for lawlessness, it's righteousness, But in this particular society, it seems as if, it seems as we drift farther and farther from a traditional relationship with God, uh, we are seeing more lawlessness. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, because Jesus said, because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. So the antithesis of love is fear. And fear is fed by a lawless society, which is if there's no consequences for bad guys doing something, then I'm in fear because they're emboldened in their actions. And therefore I'm going to lock myself in a, in a closet or in a safe room or in a safe house. I'm
0: going to ammo
1: up. I'm going to build up um, a protection which is understandable, but it's because there's no deterrent to lawlessness, which is the, the, the source of the fear.
0: You are, by by scholastic trading, a theologian. And again, if you go to swimmingmonk.com, you will get some great deep dives into so many different topics. But when we see this taking place here in the United States, uh you know, a, a beacon of freedom, a beacon of law abiding citizens in years gone by. Does this does this tell you that we're getting into uh, a new a new we're getting into a new page or a new chapter of the last days?
1: It, it, it does, because it's a, again, it's a, it's to me, it's a direct uh, it, there's a direct correlation between lawlessness, the lack of love And the activity of Satan, and then the consequential return of Christ, which is to punish the ungodly. And to ultimately, you know, we've said this before, hell's not open for business. But when it is open, the devil's the first one to go there.
0: You know, so there's consequences (laughs) for even his rebellion, which I'm not sure he understands. Okay, you just mentioned lawlessness, and you mentioned a lack of love. Uh, certainly in this day there, listen, we have people listening to this podcast that are, are full of love and good deeds and they've lived lives that would, would show that. But I would say by and large, there's more of a lack of love in this country as a whole than, than ever before. Here, you know, I'm here in Texas and I'm visiting and everybody's just, how y'all doing? And everybody's got a nice big smile and everybody says, bless you and God bless you. And, but but when you look at much of the rest of the United States, you don't get that kind of conversation just in the course of day-to-day activity. And there is a lack of love. I'm looking at, okay, Jeff, so there's that piece. But now I'm thinking of what's happening with, with COVID. You have families that have drawn a line of the sand and there's now no love where there should be love just over a shot. This is unprecedented in my opinion, but your thoughts. Well, here, here's a
1: classic ca- uh, case in point. Um, my sister's daughter had a grandchild mm-hmm. from, from, my sister's, from my sister's point of view. So my sister wasn't able to hold her granddaughter until she got vaccinated. And it was a, a major struggle for her because of... So here's a very natural, loving family that because of COVID and the fear, right, of, yeah. of spreading this virus, it put a tremendous amount of tension on what would normally be a joyous occasion of celebrating your daughter and allowing your the mother you love hold the baby she loves. Hmm. And so eventually someone had to break, someone had to break down, someone had to give in in order for there to be physical
0: loving affection. yeah,
1: How tragic is that?
0: That's terrible. So so when you look at, okay, didn't mean for this to be a discussion about COVID, but when you look at those types of divisions, when you look at what's happening as a result of COVID and lockdowns and even masks, you know, I'll give you a case in point with my, I have a granddaughter who uh, first day of school Everyone's wearing masks. She came home, she's 10. She came home and she was crying. She's a very social person. She came home and she was crying because she thought her teacher didn't like her. Well, she was thinking that because she could not get any visual cues from the teacher's face that would, would show otherwise. That in fact, the teacher had nothing had nothing against her. So you've got COVID, lockdowns, uh, social distancing, masks divisions within families you can't come here unless you're vaccinated etc 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 is this could this be a tool well certainly the enemy the devil has to be just rubbing his hands together saying i love this this is so wonderful i love to see all of these people at each other's throats now am i over exaggerating with that kind of statement well we're talking about fear and the, mo-
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. the most um, repeated command in the Bible is do not fear. So to some degree, we have to normalize fear, that that's just part of human nature. It's, the psychologists would say you have four cardinal emotions. You have fear, sorrow, anger, and joy. So fear is always figuring in to our response in life. Now, the fear of death is what enslaves humanity. It's what isolates us one from another. Wow. And so Jesus in the resurrection, God's love, broke that fear of death and punishment. That's why love is the, uh, it's the, um, it's the jab to drive true, fear away. Perfect love drives fear away. Yeah. It casts out love. So the antidote to fear in our age is, are people who are filled with the love of God and are moving to help other people with that love. Okay, it's the jab. I like that. So, well, God's not given us a a spirit of fear, but of love and power and
0: a sound mind. Do not fear or some variation thereof. I heard this from a friend of ours over the weekend who said that term that phrase is found in the Bible 365 days, 365 times, which I'm thinking one for every day of the, of the year. That may not be a coincidence, but this whole concept of God reminding us, do not fear. As you mentioned, fear first emotion found in the Bible, in the book of Genesis. This is important to God. That we, that we grasp this concept, you don't have to fear, correct? Well, the great news in that
1: story is, is that God comes looking for people who are afraid to reveal himself to them.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. God
1: comes into the garden in the cool of the day and he says, where are you, Adam? He says, well, I, I'm hiding because I disobeyed. Well, what did you do when you were a little kid? You hid. You hid from your parents. Yes, I did. And they came looking for you, and you faced <clears throat> the, the, the judge and the jury, and the, it was their love that disciplined you for your wow. disobedience. Wow. And you love them more for it because the insidious nature of lawlessness is without correction, mm. people don't wow. experience love. Wow. And that's why our, our culture is so upside down now. We seek mm. comfort. Uh, above and beyond any reasonable morality,
0: pleasure, hedonism. Okay, so that's our way. That's the that's human nature's man and women's sinful human nature. When it comes to fear, can oftentimes be dealt with by hedonism, pleasure, paganism, just helping themselves. I, I'm afraid of life. I'm afraid of this specific thing in life, that specific thing in life. So what do I do? I drink. I do drugs. I find pleasure in this. I find pleasure in that. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's just yeah. our natural go-to.
1: <clears throat> well, Paul even describes the last days in 2 Timothy 3. Is that the, basically people will be lovers of money. Mm-hmm. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of pleasure
0: and haters of God, hmm. and the haters of God. Peace. You know, we've all seen this: people who, who have had failures in life, who have had um, a lot of trauma and trouble in life. I don't believe in God. He wasn't there for me. There is no God. I'll just go my own way. How many? How many people do you know that have spouted those, those lines in the past? Works for you, doesn't work for me. Forget God, not interested. Yeah. You know, Brian, as
1: we're talking about, I'm thinking, even in the midst of this lawlessness and this fear, is a prime opportunity for God to reveal the love of Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> right in the midst of the fear. Yes. So it's an unprecedented time for, for people who are, walking in the opposite spirit of the world. I mean, to pick up your cross and follow Jesus is, to me, has always meant, walk in the love of God. Because the the cross is a demonstration of God's love. When we pick up our cross, whatever we encounter in that day, we can express God's love through forgiveness. Hmm. And yeah. that's what this world needs that needs an army of people forgiving people for what they do even if they're ignorant, misguided or intentional about that evil speaking to that to that power, the forgiveness and the love of God. this I believe is the
0: counterattack the counterattack I mean friends listening to the, this podcast how many, have you ever asked somebody for forgiveness? Have you ever forgiven someone for something that they've done to you that was very harmful? Just think in your mind right now of that situation. Uh, Boy, forgiveness, when I've gone that route, when someone's forgiven me or I've forgiven someone, doesn't matter what the offense, there is a heaviness that's lifted from the shoulders. and, And that is... The love of yeah. God. I mean, if we could all walk without that burden on our shoulders, you're right. Relationships at work would be different. Relationships within families would be different. Let's take that to your community. Let's take that on a larger scale. The world would be a different place. That's what Jesus is talking about.
1: Yeah, and I think I think the church really has the true message of social justice. And it's picking up the cross. It's pointing to the cross, which was where the just man... The sinless man became uh, punished as the unjust man so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. We could be reconciled and forgiven. So the the just man suffered like an unjust man that we might be justified freely by God's grace and gift of grace and the consequence of eternal life. To me, that's social justice. When you proclaim forgiveness... Well, we'll say it this way, as you receive God's forgiveness yourself, Uh you're able to then impart that forgiveness to others. Jesus said it this way, he who has been forgiven much, loves much. One out
0: of 12, one out of 12, we have people near this church who have picked up their crosses walking down the street. Could you please go check it out? That's social justice.
1: Yeah, picking up your cross. Well, okay, this is not trying to beat justice out of somebody else yes. or make them pay for
0: it it's already been paid for Right. so the, the church holds the keys to this whole our, to, the church holds the keys to the answer to this whole argument and if the church would start preaching the cross pick up your cross guys walk in the spirit of love walk in the spirit of forgiveness don't have a chip on your shoulder go out there and share the good news with others because it's the only news that's going to turn this ship around. That's, that's what we need to be doing. I mean, missionaries in other countries get it. So what, why, what, what is it going to take for us to get that here in this country in this day and age? This is the answer. I didn't mean to go there in this, in this podcast, but this is the answer. No fear in the new year is pick up your cross. Follow me. So let's let's drive into that just a little bit harder. Uh, when we think of picking up your cross, we think of even someone who doesn't know much about the Bible is probably thinking of some scene they've seen in some movie or some photograph or picture, or whatever, of Jesus walking down the street with a cross. What what does that mean? I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pick up physically pick up a cross and walk down the street. What what does that really mean for someone who's kind of new to all this? What does that mean? Pick up your cross and follow me. Well, it was a it was a a cruel instrument of capital punishment. We know that, and people at the time this Bible, the Bible when the Bible was written, people knew that.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It was for the the criminal. Um, It was for someone who committed treason against the, the. the roman empire so it was an instrument of death it was like a, the gas chamber mm-hmm. of of our day it was a it was a death sentence and so to pick up your cross would was to die yeah you're you're being you're on the road to crucifixion so you're in the process of being put to death i think it's interesting that jesus says pick up your cross so all of us have a unique Challenge in life. Our cross is different. My cross that I pick up is different than the cross that you pick up. Got it. Just life experience is different. So, but it's death. Jesus says, pick up your cross, deny yourself. So it's a denial of kind of self-realization and living to to help others. I think sacrificially realize their purpose in life, and you're willing to sacrifice yourself in order to help people understand who God is and, and experience his love and grace.
0: So if you're gonna pick up your cross and follow me, it means getting out of your personal comfort zone. And it means having relationships with others. And okay, right there, you mentioned comfort zone there, are people thinking, gosh, I I I don't I don't want to do that. I I just I would rather just get in my room, close the door and shut up. Just let me watch me TV. Okay, I'm gonna watch one Adam 12, the good old days. But God will empower you. If He's saying pick up you know, your cross to whoever's listening, if He's saying pick up your cross, he's also saying, I will empower you to be able to do this task. Correct? I believe
1: that. God demonstrated His love, and while Christ, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So when we pick up the cross, we experience God's love, God's forgiveness, God's restoration, his uh, uh, he sends his spirit to dwell in our hearts through our the new birth. I mean, the cross is the focal point of experiencing God's love firsthand. And then that becomes the motivation of our life and in our relationships. Wow.
0: Faith. Not fear in the new year, the Brian Sussman Show podcast, Faith, Family, Freedom. Okay, so faith, not fear. Pick up your cross, Jesus says, and follow me. That's our podcast for today. Thank you for joining me. Again, Jeff is found at swimmingmonk.com. Swimmingmonk.com. And next time he's on the program, we will talk about why he is the swimming monk. God bless you, my friends. And God have mercy on the United States of America.